Hello, hello my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Here we are. Yes, we are here again. All right, so we are going to dive in to this very important topic. And I'm going to tell you, when I first really started to be honest with myself, it's hard. It is so hard to look at ourselves, right? Because so much of what goes in on our inner dialogue is so much criticism and judgment of ourselves that when we start to talk about radical honesty, we automatically get scared. That what if we're going to find something or see something that we can't take? And I'm here to tell you that that biggest fear keeps us from moving towards our freedom. Because unless we are radically honest, unless we are willing to place our attention in the moment of time of when we are expressing, and maybe we're expressing not in the way we think we should, right? And we see these parts of us that we already know we're there. Okay, we, there's so much that is blocked from our view. And so it requires us to take courage, to walk with courage, to embody courage, to be honest with ourselves, to be honest with ourselves and in that honesty, so much compassion and grace. Because you know what? You are so beautifully perfect just the way you are. And I know you're like, no, I'm not. I need to do the blah, 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 blah. This needs to do. No. Even with all that, even with all of what you think is not right about you, you are perfect. And that's why we we don't really know what perfection is. We, we think perfection is this, uh, I don't know. I mean, think about it. What is perfection and how unattainable and how ridiculous it is? I'm talking about a deeper perfection, a deeper fe- perfection beyond words. Where if you got to see the entirety of your life, the entirety, you go to your deathbed, travel there. I travel there a lot because what it does is it shows me, it reminds me, it connects me to that moment in time when I transition and I get to look at this moment and is what I'm worried about, what I'm, is it really important? Most of the time, no, it's not. It doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things, but what matters is to me when I connect to that part of me that's on the deathbed. I have so much love and compassion and, 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 and almost like a, a force of will to make the shifts and changes I know that I want to make before I end up there. Because let's just, we have to be honest. We are living and dying at the same time. And there's no better time than right now. Because you know why? Because there is no other time. And so I am so grateful Ange came on to have this conversation with us about radical honesty. What does that mean? And if we just start to peek inside of that and open ourselves up to discover something that's beyond words. And, and what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Well, one of the biggest things that I have made in my transition, my transformation before my transition is truly seeing how I 
show up in my triggers and the um, and, and having to really look at that and also look at how I am being a lot of the time that low level anxiety constant discontentment focus on how other people should be so I can be happy um, my focus it, it's I don't want to say it was filled with negativity, but it was in that frequency of a lower vibration, of a lower vibration. I mean, it is such a journey for us in motherhood because the thing with motherhood is not only are you completely relied upon to take care of a human being, which there's really no book that's ever going to tell you how to parent your unique, unlike any other child in the world child. I mean, it's just impossible. And so when we come into motherhood, we don't really understand that really it's we have to grow up. We have to grow up because our kids are us. They are mirroring us. They're showing us. And if we can take the courage to be radically honest and love ourselves, even in the places where we don't think we're worthy of love, we can see that we can transmute that part of us with love and in our compassion, in our grace, and knowing that we are here as humans. There's no expectation of perfection, okay? There's, there's none. So we're going to drop that. And we're going to saddle up with courage, and we're going to move into this conversation with Angela about radical honesty. And I'm going to tell you guys something. We are creating a meditation collective, okay? We're creating a meditation collective, and we're going to be opening. We have a wait list right now. We're going to be opening up um, pretty soon in the next few weeks. And so if you want to get on the wait list, you want some more information, go to the link below. Um, because honestly, this, this is the point. This is the point of, of, of everything. If we've got to be radically honest, we have to find the stillness, right? We have to find the stillness in the space in order to hold that within us, which we're trying to distract from. And, and that's how we heal. If you don't heal, it doesn't matter how you eat. Honestly, you can do all the things that are perfect. You can eat perfectly. You can be gluten-free. You can be soy-free. You can not eat the processed oils. You can, all of that, okay? You can make sure you buy clothing without chemicals and make sure you're not spraying chemicals. All the things. <laughs> it's so much. But if you're doing all of that with a constant, low-grade level of anxiety, of fear, of stress, you're eating yourself alive doesn't effing matter. Now you might save a couple years, but still you're not going to you're not going to enjoy all the fruits of your labor because you're all bunched up. We're all bunched up. We're holding all the things that happened yesterday and the and months before and years before it and of our ancestors. A lot of this stuff isn't even ours that we carry. So this is why we're talking about deep and important things cuz there is no more time to just wing it. It's time to make the shifts in our lives that we know how to make so that we can raise the children for the next generation. We're raising a new earth. And you're going to come along or you're going to stay behind. And that doesn't matter. Wherever you are, it's perfect. There's no, no issue either way. But I hope that this podcast inspires something within you. And I'm going to talk about it at the end, but I'll, you can get the information good on the wait list if you're interested in and being a part of what we're creating. All right, let's get into it. What is radical honesty? Like, what is that to live radically honest? 
Well, first, it's it's probably not something that you can think about. It's only an experience that can be had because by putting radical in front of honesty, usually it's something that you don't even have immediate access to consciously because we're so used to. I mean, it's it's unfortunate and it's nobody's fault because we've been taught this when we're young, to put on these masks. Essentially, it's manipulating how I want things to look. So I maneuver myself in a certain way to get a certain response. Mm. And so it's never fully me, but mm. I don't really know that mm -hmm. until I began to contemplate what would life look like if I was radically honest. And the only way to do that is to begin start to free ourselves from the expectation of a response. Yeah. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. So in, okay, in one way, if I was radically honest, let's say I'm really upset with something and my honest reaction is anger or it's frustration or it's, but I suppress that, right? Because I don't want to come off as, something. Mm -hmm. So I suppress that. Now, is that anger and frustration? Is that radically honest? Is that expression radically honest? Because I think that's kind of what we think. Well, me to be radically honest, I really ruffle some feathers. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that interesting that that's the first place we go totally. in order to be radically honest? Like yeah. if I'm fully seen by you, I'm going to ruffle all the feathers so I can only partially be seen by you. I mean, really think about where we go to yeah. just so, I mean, to answer your question, there's no real one way because it's a journey into the world of first just starting to embody what even is that yeah. for you. So typically though, when somebody gets to a point where they're lashing out, it's because I have not been honest and resentment is starting to build. And the true me is so is getting so buried that finally I'm just like, rah. Yes. But if I begin to live a life where I have the intention of holding the space of really what is radically honest, it's simply to be all of who I am, not 75% of who I am, not 25, which is, you know, really today, it's a lot of, we, we've lost touch. That's why I said it's like a lot, we don't, it's not purposeful. Yeah. We're not doing it on purpose. We have just lost touch because of the fear of how we will be received. Mm. Yeah, it really be, I really began to to think like, well, then what is radically honest? And I keep thinking about like children, <laughs> right? They're so honest and funny and but they're just so raw. And it's like, we give them that space because they're kids. But I always think, gosh, if I was like that, if I just, I had this little girl come up, she's like, I don't really like your jacket. <laughs> huh? I was like, okay, you know? It was, it, I, you know, if someone like an adult said that to me, I'd be like, what the, what the heck? Well, the thing about being an adult or the thing about having traveled through life and having deeper understandings through wisdom, not through necessarily like calculation for getting a response that I want, calculated manipulation, just wisdom in and of itself. We began to understand what has value. Like what's just saying something that has no value right? and what's saying something that, that has value screaming out at someone that you don't like their jacket as, as somebody who's 
walked the earth, mm-hmm. there's probably something in your life where you don't feel seen and heard that would cause you to just say that when somebody's not even asking you. Yeah. If I ask you, if I come up to you. Yeah. And I say, Becky, do you like my jacket? And you don't. There, this is where we begin to contemplate. But how often do we not tell the truth or say we have a truth? This is a big one. Let's say you got a partner and this can happen. This often count on it. Yeah. Say you're, you're going through a phase where you're just not attractive. Mm-hmm. And you hold that in and hold that in and hold that in. And you feel like you got to do your wifely or partner duty but you hold it in and you hold it in and you hold it in and you never really express a truth and trust yourself to express it in a way that holds space for one another but it's only then that true authenticity began and can true freedom really exist otherwise we're going to be living partial selves and what ends up attracting to us is only based on a partial me i'm not because there's a big portion of me that's locked up yeah that i i really can see that analogy as being inauthentic is like keeping our truest self like locked in a cage and because of that, we're like, it's like we're fighting the world. It feels like the, the world is a fight. I, and that's my experience as I've eased open, you know, allowed more space between my thoughts, become more present, allowed the wisdom to kind of flow. And there, there is that sense of like, okay, I can, I can speak this truth in a way, not manipulated, not sugarcoated. Cause that was one thing I was really good at is sugarcoating it. Yeah. And, and then it, the message doesn't really get through and then I feel resentful. And yeah. so I feel like that's something to really think about. It's like, if we're feeling resentful, it is because we're not expressed. 100%. Yes. And this is when quirky behaviors start to come out, right? And it's like, it's not your fault. And we're all quirky, right? Every human condition has some kind of quirk to it. All personalities are, but it's usually because some facet of our lives, we're not being expressed. And now if we were to point to sort of motherhood, how kids pick up the most is not what you say or how you train them. It's how they're witnessing you. What gets transferred the most is how they're witnessing you. Mm. Kids are so wise on another level of wisdom, right? They come in very pure. So it's just so authentic, the what they hold, the love that they carry, the wisdom again that they hold. So they're receiving directly what they're witnessing because now they're, as we kind of go on the journey of the human experience, we want to understand what is this thing? Kind of like a baby cub watching a mama bear. What is this thing? Oh, oh, I must, oh, I do this. Oh, I see. Do this because I can tell how my mom is being and how she's actually feeling. They're separated from each other. How she's being and how she's feeling are separated from each other. They might not have the language to articulate it, but they pick up on that fragmentation. I remember when I was young, my mom, I love her too. We've grown to have such a great relationship and we didn't when I was young and she was so moody in my experience, so moody. And then every time she would pick up the phone, like the phone would ring. She'd just yell at me and say whatever. And, and then she'd be like, hello? Oh my God, huh? And I would just get so pissed. I really, fe- and it's not that I felt like she should say, what do you want? It's just that I felt like she had many faces. Mm. I didn't understand who my mother really was. Mm. 
I mean, that's, there was very little vulnerability in that, right? And that that's exactly where I feel we're pointing to is, is that space of vulnerability, authenticity, like that pureness that we all are, that we're so scared to be like, and, and I think if like for your mom or and like, I even feel that experience too. Like I experience it, it comes back as disrespect from children. They don't respect you. And in little ways, you may tell them to respect you. And if they don't, they're going to, but, but in their hearts, they don't because it doesn't line up. Right. That's fear. That's right. yes. genuine respect. Yeah. Now they don't want their screens to be taken away or be in trouble by you. Yeah. So they're lining up in that way, but not just to line up because it resonates with what they know cellularly to be true. Because remember, they come in in tune. Yeah. And so when they feel a fragmentation, it's like they don't know why something's off. They just know something's not right. They don't have the language. They just sense something's yeah. not right. I mean, I can, I have so many examples of how that can play out. And like one is just someone coming home or me being in a really bad mood. It's like it not they mirror you. They're mirrors instantaneously and throughout their entire lives. And because what I'm seeing is because of the subconscious, I can't see those parts in me and me. But when I see them do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me, you know? And so it's like what I what I believe this conversation leads to is like the more that we become conscious and aware of our inauthentic nature and not being fully expressed, we can then move into that authenticity and then they see that. But it sounds great, but like, how do we actually do that? How do we actually get radically honest with ourselves, And Well, first we can start to wonder. This is my favorite thing to do. Wonder, like yeah. you, which is to use your imagination. You know, when they, when they jump into Superman or whatever that is, they really become that. Mm-hmm because they're wondering about it and then they step into what they're wondering. So we can start by wondering like, what would life be like if we were free wherever we went? What I mean by that is honest. Isn't that what it all of me is like honest? Mm-hmm. I'm honest about who, what I feel, who I am, what, what I am in this moment with you. Also say, that the most beautiful relationships have the most difficult conversations, mm-hmm. which takes courage, right? Because think about if you are honest, we could start in our relationships, right? These are the places we're on. I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. I don't want my husband to be moody. I don't want the silent treatment. I don't want him to withhold his love. All of these things. These are So then I'm going to position myself to try to calculate his responses. And I'm only going to be out there a little bit. And I know him so well, so I know what to say. All based on calculation. This isn't my truth at all. In fact, I've done this so long to my friends, my husband, my parents, that I don't even know what that is for me anymore. Yeah. But I can begin to wonder if I was honest. And I let the chips fall based on my authentic truth. It just means honest. We know when we're not being honest. Hey, Becky, you want to come to this dinner I have? tomorrow night at seven and deep down you're like I really don't want to go to that I really don't but you tell me I don't I don't know let me let me check I might be busy I might you're, you're just basically lying to me yes yeah so if we began to just sort of wonder in life how it would look if we stopped not even just a white lie stop being dishonest mm-hmm. now 
there are these beautiful ways, like say somebody, you go to a play or something, and you're, I'm in a play and it sucked and I was just terrible and the play was just awful. And that's your honest opinion. And I say, Becky, what did you think of the play? There are probably things that are honest that you would say, Angela, you're one of the most courageous people I know. That's honest. Yeah. Now your wisdom is connected to honest. And then in the probably a better timing based on that wisdom, we can start to trust ourselves in all these facets. We'll discover what is the better timing. Then you might say, Angela, I want to share something with you. Now I get to receive a truth that helps, doesn't enable me. And you can trust me. If I have a response, let me feel it. Let me go through whatever I've got to feel so that I could get to the other side of that too. So this is how we begin. And first, the first thing you're going to do is start noticing all the places that you're not honest. Yeah. Just as you don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to step into that. Well, and, and I, I love that because when we're honest, like you said in your example, and when we give that honest feedback, wisdom with love, you know, then it, it ripples into someone else for them to say, Oh, I see that. And however they take it is not a responsibility, but there is a ripple effect to bringing to light what you are honestly seeing and without, and, and I love that you start to see where am I dishonest? Where am I not looking at our lives? Even like our finances, right? It's like, well, I don't, if I just don't look, I'm not, I'm not, you're not being honest. You're not saying this is what, this is what the situation is. It's kind of one of those things. You're just like, I'm not going to deal with it. Is that dishonesty? The, the honest truth is I'm afraid to look. Yes. That's I'm just honest. I'm afraid to look. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of the pressure that I'll feel. Yes. I'm afraid that it might have me feel like I'm not free. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that it might, that's, I, I feel these feelings. Mm -hmm. And once I'm honest, then I can maneuver. But if I never, like yeah. an unspoken truth, if I'm withholding, like I just don't say it, right? Yeah. That's, it is the same thing as not being honest. I'm just withholding the truth. Right. So let's say that you are honest and then things do move and shift. Because based on your truth, somebody goes, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. So maybe, would you rather live a life where who's in your life is there because of all of you or just components of you that you're adjusting yourself to be and that's why they're there? Yeah. And then your full truth comes out and maybe it's not aligned. But wouldn't you rather the world begin to adjust on your full truth? What about the things that start to come in yeah. that right now you don't even have room for because of all these things you keep holding on to based on half of you that don't even fit in your life? Yes. Yes. It takes I, wild courage. Wild courage. It really, I mean, every conversation we have and whatever we put out in front of the audience it, it takes wild courage to truly open our hearts and receive what we are here to receive because we have to open, we have to release, we have to be available to receive our desires. And if we're all clutched up, holding on and trying to get all these, the lies that we've created and keep them up, it's exhausting. It just drains our life force. Yes. Now imagine with me again, you you talk to your husband and you say, listen, it scares me to say this. I'm not leaving. I want to work through this, but I know I have to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm having trouble with attraction. Now let's say your husband goes, oh, oh, and takes it on and goes through a feeling, whatever. And now let's say you get to a point where you both say, okay, let's work through this together. What is that? Oh my God. It's, it's beautiful. And I can totally 
Angela, you, you, you said, you said that the most beautiful conversation, the most beautiful relationships have the hardest conversations. Yes. And it is the truth. And you have kind of helped me push me off that cliff, which was a ledge to have some really challenging conversations with Scott. And as scary as it was, I didn't know if this was going to be the end of our relationship, if I was going to be moving out. It opened up something. It pushed us into a new way of communicating. He felt more expressed. I felt more expressed. It wasn't pretty. It was so uncomfortable, so challenging. But at the end, we were both like bare, vulnerable, like, you know, it was so beautiful because we were able to just release that which we were holding on to resentful. And we we're like, got to kind of clean the slate. And that took something to do that. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful outcome. And we still have to do that. And let's say you were honest yeah. and Scott said, I'm out of here. Yeah. Out of here based on your truth. Yeah. Can it, it would begin to let the chips fall based on our truth. Now there's a trust involved. And this is when we talk about radical honesty. Mm-hmm. There's a trust involved that there is, I can tell you this factually, there is a future you based on your truth because you had the courage to be radically honest and say something moved out of your life because of the truth of who you are. And now you open up a space to align with something based on the truth of who you are. There is a future you that has such reverence and honor for the you in the moment of time that had the wild courage to come all the way out and set yourself up because that's a ripple effect. And the kids witness that power. That's what you want to transfer to the children as they begin to journey on in life. Not trying to be a perfect husband based on how they think the world needs me to look or be because deep down, I don't feel like I'm enough to come fully out. And if I am fully out, you're not going to love me. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know how to be fully, fully honest in your life, please know that you're going to be transferring that to your children and transferring to them how they should be, not who they really are. Oh, I mean, that's just, that just hits my heart because truly the last thing I ever want to do as a mom is continuously oppress them as I have been oppressed, you know, emotionally and just my truth. But, and, and as you say, like we have to step into that if we ever want our children step into that. So, and and I want to, I want to just put a bow on it real fast with, You can have so much compassion for yourself because it wasn't time for you to know this or get this or really have it kind of hit you in the way that it might by hearing it in this time. You can have so much compassion for yourself because it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. None of it is your fault. You didn't know until you know. And now when you know, you can't unknow. So you you have the opening to step into what could be courageous for you. And it's oftentimes that what you just said that that really hit my heart because of the children. That's what, because of that love, yeah. that's what often gives that extra push into courage. Yeah. Like that's the godsend children and that connection, the gift they are. Oh, they, they are. And, and as we look around, it's like, it is so obvious that it's time to take action and, mm-hmm. and shift the consciousness of humanity for our children, because we're just going down a path that, I mean, every mother knows it's perfect, but we, we're all like holding this big wheel of the earth of, of humanity. And it's like, we just need to all grab on and start to point ourselves into 
being more conscious and present and truthful Mm -hmm. and being who we are so that our children can step into who they're meant to be and bring their God-given gifts to humanity. So, okay. So we, we we're ready to be radically honest. And even if we're not ready, we are still curious about it, right? We're willing to explore. We're willing to wonder. We're willing to contemplate what that means, but there is something that it takes in order to be honest. Like, what do we need to do? We need space, right? We need the, the clarity to know what is truth and what isn't. Because if we're still stuck in the spin of the mind, we we're still in the illusion. We don't even know what's going on. Yeah, it's it's so important now more than ever to set ourselves up for that. And if I mean, it's really just you can use your logical mind for this. If you want to get in shape, mm-hmm. you have to set yourself up. And if you known for the longest time that every time you go around this path and you're like, all right, I'm just going to do my you know, videos at home and you never do, you start to date that this is year 15 and you never do, then it's time to have a new plan where you really set yourself up for the support. And also I can tell you in today's time, it is about collective joining forces yeah. uh, because it's that momentum is such a charge that one person cannot do alone. And so you begin to do something unknown to you, something new, something different. And it's when you kind of link arms like that, that it really moves, especially you get to be loved in the areas where you don't feel lovable, meaning this is where I usually stop. This is where I usually run. This is where, and then you are sort of held through all of that Mm -hmm. just simply by energetically, like, like joining in something that sets you up to stay in the conversation so that you remember to remember, because you can get hit in the face on a conversation like this, where you're like, wow, that really resonates with me. And then you don't do anything to set yourself up to remember that resonating and you just go right back into the hamster wheel and it just dissolve for not you have to set yourself up today especially with all the pings and the dings and the stuff it's just an uphill battle there if we don't now and we're just like officially in right I, I watched the other day, you know, one of my relatives that in mid conversations, you know, it's like can't help but look at the damn thing can't help but and and we're just we're just in it. Yeah. So it's okay. It's the way of the world. It's the way of the time. And if it's not your cell phone, it's like some other distraction. It's some other thing. Oh, the PTA. Oh, this meeting, this meeting. I'm so busy that you're just, we're just lost. Yes. And that's none, none of those things are going to be what you're thinking about or contemplating on in your deathbed that you have had value for. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're going to think that was all just bullshit and you, you miss the point of everything. Like my great, great grandfather said in his last words was everything is nothing. Mm -hmm. What he meant by that is all the things that you chase and all the things that you feel like is so important to get status, whatever. He's like, that, that wasn't it. Mm. This is it. This is it. And this is why we have been led on our journey to create a collective of moms, to create a collective of women that not only do we help each other to remember to remember, but we learn specific tools to help us align with that truth of who we are. Because it's scary to do it on our own. And, and honestly, it's impossible. There's no way that I could have had this transformation without a leader in a collective. And it's not, and it's not even, and, and I want to, I want to say this, it's not a religious thing. It's, it's about using the science, the quantum field, like this is to, to harmonize our minds, our bodies, our souls, and 
when we do that and we get to that truth of who we are through practices as a collective we do things do shift and they start to shake out and it's so beautiful it's like you start to see like oh my gosh there's the light at the end of the tunnel that i've been looking for that i've been searching for it's like there it is. And it's not through anything else. It's through you, which is so beautiful. It's like you get to learn like, oh my gosh, I can generate everything that I ever need. And I know that's a little out there, but it's, it, you really get, that's, that's where we're going. You learn that you can truly sit in who you are and be exactly who you are and be loved there. Yes. And, and, and to your point, it, it, it is more simple than we ever imagined it to be. And then you begin to have more and more freedom, the experience of freedom, which is who I really am. I didn't even know. I remember working with someone once and she said, do you know that you have like low level anxiety? Like most of your, like everywhere you just learn to make the best of that. Mm. I was happy with that for a second. And I was like, wow, that feels True, because I felt like I was always sort of like nervous about something, like just like a nervous feeling. But I didn't really know that life could look any different. I just really, I always watch my parents do it. I always, I just thought, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought this is just what it is to be have responsibilities and be an adult, which I really don't like very much, you know. But no. I. Just not gonna I'm gonna stay here I guess and just make the best but I all through my life I had this sort of feeling of like little little panic but that was my norm and then suddenly when that thing starts to tune I mean I, I was in more harmony I reflect and I would be like wow I didn't even know that it was possible to exist in the world with this sort of peace of mind. Listen, I'm not saying that everything goes perfect. I'm not saying I don't have feelings. I'm saying peace of mind around the whole deal. Peace of mind around the whole deal, not bear, just bracing myself. Services. So to your point, you, begin, you, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know what I didn't know until it was brought to my attention. And then I started to be like, I started to wonder about that. And then slowly but surely on the journey, and I was sort of just not really in any collective either. I was just... Yeah. in my own wondering and slowly. And then I ended up taking classes and doing the thing, setting myself up because I realized once I got a taste of it, what's more important than that? There, yeah. there literally is nothing more important than that because then everything I started attracting in my life began to be a reflection of that ease. And when I wasn't in that ease, I didn't realize I was just attracting more of the sort of things that would keep causing me to be slightly nervous. Oh my gosh. It is, it is like, it is like a, a spiral. And yeah. if you don't get out, you don't set yourself up to get out and be consistently to do these things. You're it, nothing's going to shift. So it takes so much courage, and it's more important than anything else. Like we think, I'm so busy. I have all these things, and the PTA, and the groceries, and it's like this harmonizes everything. There's nothing more important, and and I want to be clear. This isn't some kind of sale. No, this is just a truth. Yeah. And if it resonates, then it resonates. If it doesn't, it, it doesn't. There's, there's no, there's no gimmick. Just look, just really look what's more important than that. And then look at how we spin our wheels, just kind of trying to be certain ways. And then we just end up going, I don't know. I'll just make the best of this nervous feeling because that's life. And begin to imagine, actually, it doesn't have to look like that. And actually, you know, there's data around it. Factually, it doesn't have to look like that. And if that resonates, then link on and, yeah. and begin to follow those things that resonate. Don't take my word for it. 
Don't take your word for it. Mm -hmm. Feel. Yeah. For yourself. Does that resonate? And if that's true, there are absolute places that will cause that to grow inside of you, that truth to grow inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. No question. And that's why I'm like so excited because I I really do trust who's meant to be there, who it resonates with, who's ready, you know, because some people are not going to be ready. And that's okay. You know, they, they need more of the spin to know that they don't want to be in it anymore. And that's perfect. There's no right or wrong answer here. And at the same time, there are moms that are ready. There are moms that are ready to say, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself, not nails, getting my nails done and massages and getting my hair done and going on spa days and, you know, weekend trips on wine, into the wine country. That is in my book. That's fun. That's play. Great. This is like true self-care. This is truly like taking care of your mind, your body, your soul. Everything harmonizes when you take care, when you start to take care of your mind. And that's essentially what we're doing is helping moms realize their full potential. Look at the opportunity they have to stop the spin and get into harmony. And it's like right there. It's so close. We think we have to do all these things. No, it's so close. And that's why I love the meditations and the teachings and the tools and the gratitude practice that we do, it is life-changing. Yes. And yeah. And, and it's deep. It's, yeah. it's, there, there are new ways, new perspectives to look upon something that once it's heard really does move the needle. So yes. of course there are all the simple things that everybody says to do, but you, it's sort of putting whipped cream on shit because yeah. you don't have the fundamental foundation sort of tuned and really reaching, which is, coming full circle that radical honesty the foundation of me that only i am mm. in touch with so yeah. getting there and then of course there are just certain things like the obvious things you want to get in shape work out yeah, yeah. Of course, you, you want to be happy there there's gratitude practices and all these things yeah. and showing you not to just put whipped cream on shit to actually clean out what you didn't realize you were just making the best of oh it is like a big clearing a big clearing well, I'm, I'm excited. I know kind of when we talk about it, there's all these different aspects and elements, but I'm going to have a web, there's a website that you can go to, go to the show notes, has more information of what Angela and I are talking. We're, we're creating a collective of women and we're going to be meeting twice a month and it's linking arms together. It's walking on this path towards higher consciousness and truly raising children that, that don't need to go spend their whole adult lives fixing themselves at the end of the day it's really about 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 raising the new the new generation and uplifting about the children so therefore it's about you it is yeah exactly because they're watching us all right everyone thanks Anne. this is amazing so fun to talk i feel so inspired and definitely noticing some white lies don't we all there's it's it's, we all have them yeah there's a rabbit hole that just always shows you to more Totally, totally. So regardless, you come join us, link arms with us, check out the show notes. And then also I'm going to add one of the meditations that we had before just to put in, in there so that people can experience what it is like to go into that, that blissful state and what can happen there. So 
always such a pleasure. I love our conversations. I know. They're so fun. They're so fun. All right, Ange. Thanks so much. And thanks, everyone. We'll catch you in the next Hippie Moms podcast. Bye. Oh, and don't forget, if you want to get on the wait list, we're going to be opening it up in the next three weeks. You'll be the first to know if you want to join this. It's a bi-monthly. We meet twice a month um, and we meditate together and we, we talk about how to transform ourselves, how to truly begin to step into who we are to become. And you can get super heady about it, but truly what it's all about is creating space in your life for the changes that you truly wish to make to happen because we've got to have the spaciousness. So I hope you join us. Have a beautiful day, my friends.